Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Escape your everyday life and experience the world through the lens of June Parker and search for hidden clues and uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Where will each new chapter take you? Days are long and life is hectic. There's nothing more relaxing than shutting off my brain and playing a round of June's journey. I will take it all. The glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. I love to let my imagination run wild when decorating my island estate. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free on iOS and Android. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everyone, here we are back on a uh, on a what is a Thursday for the new cover to cover. Boy, do we have some things to cover today. Uh, I uh, does a, what it oh, Alex, how dare you? We can't, you can't be listening to that anymore, haven't you heard? Alex is playing some Michael Jackson for Smooth Criminal. Uh, we are no longer allowed to listen to Michael Jackson. I believe due in part to the HBO documentary that came out this weekend, uh, five hours all together with two hours on Sunday, uh, called leaving Neverland and two hours on Monday. And then an hour of kind of a wrap up thing with Oprah Winfrey, who once Oprah was on board, I kind of, it kind of legitimized it a little bit for me when I first started watching, I was like, Oh, I didn't realize Oprah was going to be a part of this. And then it started Sunday night. I sat down 8 PM in front of my HBO and I got all excited to watch this leaving Neverland. Now, was it really going to change my mind about Michael Jackson? Um, I, here's my thing about Michael Jackson. Sure. He's fine. I, he, he had, you know, I, I grew up with him and he had some hits and it was great. I'm not, I don't love him so much that he can do no wrong in my eyes. And I kind of believed all these things that I've heard over the years. 
And so then this documentary starts, and it's just these two guys, uh, Wade Robson, who people might know, he's kind of a little bit of a famous guy himself, went on uh, to become very famous, very young choreographer, directed a lot, choreographed and directed a lot of Britney Spears videos and an in-sync tour and uh, had his own show on MTV, the uh, Wade Robson Project, or it was like a dance show. So he's a bit of a celebrity himself. The other kid, his name's uh, James Safe Chuck. Here's the thing about both of these families: the one, Wade Robson, being from Australia, James Safe Chuck's from Simi Valley, California, and they both have really, really stupid fucking parents. Which seems to be <laughs> I seem, like how I knew exactly. This seems to be the element of all. First of all, uh, child uh, uh, molesting is is never been hotter. It's the hottest thing going right now, as far as documentaries are concerned, on Netflix and HBO and every other one. It's all the rage is child molesting and. And it seems to be the the main ingredient of child molesting is stupid fucking parents. This one, um, Leaving Neverland, seemed to really focus on the mothers of both these kids. Uh, never really even talking about the father, a little bit talking about the fathers, but never interviewing the fathers. One of the fathers has had died, you find out in the documentary. And the other one, I don't know if he's still alive or not, but uh, they were never they were never spoken to in the documentary, uh, at least not aired. So it's the mothers, the mothers who are... Now here, listen, to anyone who has children out there, whether it be four-year-olds or eight-year-olds or 12-year-olds or any 25-year-olds, if... And a, a, a stranger says to you that you met three hours ago, regardless of whether they're pop stars or anybody else for that matter. If they say, hey, um, do you mind if uh, the kids sleep in the bed tonight? You, 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 your answer is no. That can't. No, 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 no. no I no. don't mind. No, like, no, oh. no, that can't happen. No. no. Well, then this is what they say. No, I don't mind. And then they go sleep down the hallway and, and and these kids, the same with happening that abducted in plain sight, and now with this Michael Jackson thing, it's, I don't understand. Now, here's what I take away from the Michael Jackson thing. And it's happy, actually happened to me, and, it, and, it, and it, I see it happening to so many people. The lore of the VIP lifestyle is fucking deadly. It's deadly when it it's it's what fire festival is based upon. These people were were you know they were hung. The carrot was hung that they were gonna uh, you know be be a part of a VIP lifestyle on an island somewhere, and they all paid whatever ten grand to see uh, Blink One Eighty Two, thinking they were gonna be you know living with models in in a VIP world. So that's what and so they all got screwed over because they thought the VIP lifestyle. These mothers of of both. Um, this safe check and uh, Wade Robson uh, were, uh, uh, you know, were enticed by the VIP lifestyle that um, that Michael Jackson was offering them, which was first class tickets wherever they wanted to go, you know, presidential suites in every uh, hotel they stay at, uh, all of the and the mothers were buying this shit left and right anywhere they want and. Regardless, like they, I guess they went to Neverland, and you know, like they were fully willing to sleep down the hallway in another building. It seemed like they seemed like a whole, a whole other area that the that the parents slept at while the kids slept in the room. And it, the one excuse kept being from the one mother, the Australian Wade Robson's mother, was, "I 
you understand that Michael Jackson didn't have a childhood, so that's why he's like this. Who gives a fuck? There's a lot of people. Richie, uh, Ron Howard didn't have a childhood. He's fucking directed <laughs> Apollo 13. You don't see him sleeping with children. Uh, he was Not in yet. happy days. I mean, there's a lot of people who didn't have a childhood. Mm. That doesn't mean you could be Michael Jackson and and looking at the assholes of the children in in his bedroom. You know, like they ate popcorn and and junk food. Yeah, and he also made them spread their assholes. Yeah, that, that was one of the uh, things that he made them both. His do. kids didn't. Never mind. No, no. His kids weren't limping back no, to mom. No, like, there was no like anal. One yeah. time you hear about that later. I mean, it's, it's honestly, the whole fucking thing is very disturbing. Like you watch it and you want to kind of have fun with it and make fun and goof on it. But it's just like it a dark, dark situation, man. It's You feel bad for the, and I totally, I know people are, I don't know why people defend this Michael Jackson, you know, to the end, but they are. I, I went on Twitter right after it was over. And of course there's a bunch of people, where's the proof? Where's Where's the proof from these kids? Where's the proof? The proof is on his fucking face. Like I know the proof is all the proof is on the fact that he has a game room in his house. The proof is on the fact that's all the proof you need. Like this is a strange, bizarre way to behave. If you're asking to hang out with children all the time, and they would this documentary focuses on these two, this Wade Robson and the other kid. But Throughout the documentary, you learned about so many other kids along the way. And now Macaulay Culkin says no. Corey Feldman came out yesterday saying, this is bullshit. He didn't do anything to me. Yeah, he probably didn't because you two, Corey Feldman and Macaulay Culkin, were a little too high profile like at the time. yeah. You know, Macaulay Culkin was a huge star at that time, and so was kind of Corey Feldman. So uh, you're too high profile to, to go missing. Is that kind of arrogant? Like, it didn't happen to well, me. no, I mean, I—, I, I that you hear about this in the documentary because both these kids, which is a weird takeaway from it, even in the in the thing after with Oprah, they're both like, I still feel bad. Like I feel bad doing this. Like after I watch the documentary, and Michael Jackson's been dead for years now, and mm-hmm. they're still like, I feel like I let him down because they're fucking up. They're fucked up in the head. They were like at seven years old, and also those are like the two worst examples of functioning people, too, right? I well, mean, they they have to be because and, and honestly, I, I thought both the one guy seems to re, seems to still still be having some problems with it. He was a little older than uh, than Wade Robson was while this was all going on. The one kid was. Was probably 10 when it began and Wade Robson was seven when it began and and both of them kind of went like 10 like seven to f- five to seven years with all this Michael Jackson bullshit and uh the one kid seems to really be wearing it on his face like he still looks like he's having some issues with the whole thing I don't understand why people would say they're lying first of all I, I've been reading things like Wade Robson's been a fucking, you know, Hollywood huckster for years where he's out, you know, he he's the one who who ruined uh, Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears' relationship. Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears' relationship? Well, they, they were both fucking 15 when that happened, wearing uh, wearing matching denim suits. I think that, they were consenting. To yeah, it, that, 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 don't give me that bullshit. The, yeah, so whatever. He was 18 himself. That's just... But then he... I found them to be both very reputable sources. Toward the end, Wade Robson's telling, you know, about how when he first kind of tells it to his family that because they all they both went right up to the end saying he didn't do anything, he didn't do anything. Uh, even even in some of the trials, they testified saying he didn't do anything to me. I loved him because they were <laughs> the, like one trial, the one trial. The one trial they were exactly that's kind of what it's like. Mm-hmm. The, the one trial they were eleven, and the other trial they were twenty two. That's still. 
to, uh, yeah, young they and provided young and, a life for them, right? Like, and that's another thing. And the, and the mothers, I mean, the one mother is just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like some of the thing, like, and the other weird thing is. It seemed to be a lot. It was going on a lot. Like, when was Michael Jackson making records? I mean, I felt like this guy was on tour. He was. He made, you know, huge albums along the way with Bad and, 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 and Thriller and even Off the Wall. Like, and in the midst of all this, he was out in the... And where are all the other people? Like, doesn't a guy like Michael Jackson, who at that time was the biggest star in the world, doesn't he have thousands of people around him, um, you know... Uh, like bodyguards and 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 gardeners and and maids and, and not just one maid. Like there was there was a couple of maids who who testified. I think I don't know if it was one or two who testified, basically saying I saw some crazy shit going on in Neverland, and uh, that's a one maid. I mean Neverland was had to have a hundred maids and a hundred gardeners and a hundred people to take care of the fucking Ferris wheel and feed the monkey and the tiger. And all this crazy uh, shit. The zoo staff. Like, exactly. So where were, didn't these people, I'm sure they did, but I mean, you know, they got to get a paycheck too. So they probably like, just shut up. Yeah. We didn't see it. And this is all There's under- definitely no security cams behind the cotton candy machine too. Uh, you know, I I'm mean, sure. I, I, who knows, you know, but then, but there was like a raid of the, of Neverland at one point, like an un, un you crazy. know, unannounced raid. And I don't who? know. By the FBI. FBI, that's by the FBI. Uh, yeah. Years later after, and, and I, I guess- you know, FBI probably does a pretty thorough raid of the place, and they didn't find anything. So I heard, or at least according to the documentary. But I mean, I don't. Michael Jackson. Now, what I've what I've also read is the family's suing HBO, the Jackson family, and they're very upset. And then I went on to read that while Michael Jackson was alive. He was broke, man. He had been paying, you know, some of the biggest lawyers in the world to to uh, to defend him in two trials. Um, so that cost him a ton. I mean, the hits had stopped at, at that point. So he was kind of out of money, uh, and then died. Now the Michael Jackson estate, who, whoever runs it, it's the Jackson family. It's gotta be somebody smarter than the Jackson family. Cause I don't think it's Tito running yeah. the estate because I, I ha I've now read that he is the number one, um, money making dead celebrity, and he. I heard the Jackson Estate is currently making three hundred million dollars a year on all whatever Broadway shows are coming out. The show in Vegas, the sh you know the, all these other things, every Michael Jackson thing. So of course they don't want this to end because it's a three hundred million dollar a year thing. So they, there's a Broadway show coming to Broadway. I think this summer, a Michael Jackson big extravaganza. I now. In this documentary, you see a couple of um, old Today Show clips, and twice in the documentary, it's Matt Lauer doing the interviewing of uh, Wade Robson in one, and, and then talking about Michael Jackson in another, which I thought was funny. I'm like, wow, there's a there's a guy who went down, gone, out of the fucking world of of media because of one thing, one girl saying, you know, he he showed me his dick or whatever. You never saw Matt Lauer again. But you, you see him in this documentary, like, okay, there's what this Michael Jackson, I mean, it's 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 accusation after accusation after accusation after accusation. And we're still shaking him like a running back. I, 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 I was I was I was in Times Square a few weeks ago, and there was a side of a building promoting this new this new Broadway show. I mean, it is the whole side of the building is like a Michael Jackson silhouette. And R. Kelly. Uh, you know, Harvey Weinstein, all of these people 
couple accusations, and it's over. You're done. And these are uh, not saying they're right or wrong, but they're accusations like with adults, which is if if, if there had to be something like a, a better, you know, like I, I had to choose. It's like, all right, well, Matt Lauer showed his dick to, you know, sent a dick pic to a girl or whatever, and it, it was. This guy was making kids bend over. And show their assholes and, you know, all sorts of fucked up things. And and just like marrying them, he like the, the, the one kid, they had like a wedding ceremony in a hotel and they exchanged rings. And This was Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson with the 14-year-old. Like this 14-year-old I kid, have to watch this. You have to watch it. It's, first of all, it's five hours. And it honestly- it gets I don't know a, if I can watch I know. It gets a little boring from time to time because it, it's all stuff we all kind of knew already. You didn't know the salacious details of it because it, it does get into some really hard hardcore shit but um you i mean it's just we all knew it you know this is nothing we haven't heard before uh i feel bad for the kids who were you know came out years ago the one kid is a was a make a wish kid like that was his wish was to go first of all i don't understand any any lived through whatever is that's make a wish i don't i don't know i don't know if he he wound up you know the weird that thing was that was a make a wish money the weird thing was he was he was um he was uh introduced to, to Michael Jackson, the one who sued him from the Make-A-Wish, was introduced to Michael Jackson by Jamie Masada, the owner of the Laugh Factory, Whoa. who worked with the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and he it was a friend of Michael Jackson's, and he's the one who introduced that one kid who, who anyway, that's a little side note that uh, ties it to the comedy world it's in some way. something fun to... Yeah, why not? Why Tell not? your friends. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so this kid that was a Make-A-Wish kid, and his Make-A-Wish was to meet Michael Jackson. I don't think it was his Make-A-Wish was to, uh, you know, show his butthole to Michael Jackson, but who's, you know, that's no that's nobody's wish. Nobody wants to do that. And uh, so that, I don't know if the kid wound up dying of, of his make-a-wish, what he was, you know, what he had. But uh, so that, I don't know. It's a classic. I mean, I don't know anything about the pedophile world or anything like that. But according to like the pedophile, like this is just classic pedophile shit. He finds the families that are, that have, you know, and then he tries to pit the family like the kids against the family, like your mom's mean. And there was a lot of talk about that. There was a lot of talk of Michael Jackson telling the, um, the kids how evil women are. Like you listen to your mom yelling at your dad, like women are evil. Women have, have tried to fuck me over. And, and then of course you go through the weirdness that we all remember from Michael Jackson, where, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll hear all this, um, you know, all the accusations of child molesting. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, Michael Jackson married Lisa Marie Presley. And that just came like out of nowhere. I remember it was so strange. They went on like the MTV Video Music Awards and made out in the beginning of the MTV Video Music Awards years ago when they first announced their sham wedding. And it was, it, it seemed like two people, honestly. Lisa Marie Presley was just, I don't know if she's on pills at that point, but she seemed completely like out of, uh, you know, her they mind. They had kids, didn't they? Uh, no, 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 no. I don't think they had kids. I, I, he it, has is, kids. He, but this is yeah. the kids are with Debbie Rowe, which oh, okay. she comes later. She the the Lisa Marie Presley marriage was first. It was that was the first sham marriage, weird sham marriage. So they, they make out an MTV Video Music Awards. They just laid their weird lips on each other, um, and it, it was just it's just very strange, very strange. Uh, and then of course the Debbie Rowe thing um, came came later. Uh, which was completely strange because uh, at least Lisa Marie Presley was, you know, Elvis's daughter. But Debbie Rowe, I think, worked in his plastic surgery office that he used to get done and, you know, look like uh, a woman who just hangs out at, uh, you know, a, a 
a, you know, Chili's on a Friday night looking for a, you know, a half price pitcher of beer. That's what Debbie Rowe looked like. And then they had the kids, of course, which apparently I guess the kids, Paris and Blanket and um, I forget the other kid's name, Comforter or, or, uh, or, or I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> but they were they're supposed to be like the blood of of and of and sperm of Michael Jackson, which obviously they're not. They're completely a different um you know, race and creed and color of and then Michael Jackson. And then you know, you see the whole decline of Michael Jackson. Oh, Debbie time. Rose. Debbie Rowe, you're looking at the, yeah, Debbie She Rowe. looks like Jeff Daniels. <laughs> yeah, now she does. I mean, but, yeah, but he, she was never, a gr- yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, that's Debbie Rowe. That's yeah, Debbie looks Rowe. like Jeff yeah. Daniels. Anyway, so that's that's it. Do you still listen to Michael Jackson music? Now, are you, is it, or, or are you like a firm believer that these kids are bullshitting? Like, everybody's bullshitting. Michael Jackson did nothing to children. They're all full of shit. Every one of these kids who's, who's testified and, uh, and, and made accusations are all full of shit. And this weird dude who wears, you know, captain's jackets and sweatpants and has monkeys and, and the bones of, uh, of the elephant man and a game room in his house and, and has constantly has children around him at 35 years old and lets children sleep in his bed and gives him popcorn and watches movies with children in his bed. And whispers. This, he only whispers. This guy is the normal one. He, the kids are lying. He's the normal one because he had hit songs we have to believe that he is perfectly normal and, and, and sane and whatever. The whole thing is crazy. Watch Leaving Neverland. It is um, a little fascinating. It's, it, you know, it's, it's five hours. But if you settle in and watch it, you're in for a ride. I feel bad for the two guys who... The other thing is he's, he hangs out at their home. Like this, this safe Chuck kid... And his family, who are just weird. The, the father's the father's like totally caught up in the fact that he's friends with Michael Jackson, and the mother's totally caught up. And like they are loving the fact that they are hanging out with Michael Jackson. So they're letting the kid do. They're letting Michael Jackson hang out, sleep over, and he's coming over their house. Now they have a very mod- modest home in Simi Valley, California. Which, for those of you who don't know Simi Valley, it is a, a, a suburb like any other suburb in America. It's regular roads with kids on bikes, and it's a nice area, but. But, you know, it's just a suburb with, you know, single, single family homes. Michael Jackson's hanging out there a lot. Like he's pulling up in his fucking full Michael Jackson outfit. He's like, they have pictures of him sitting on the couch and they're in a normal like living room that you would have it in Vegas where your family lives or my, my house on Long Island where my pet. Fa- and here's Michael Jackson sitting in the middle of them on the couch in a full like captain suit, like with all the, you know, epaulets and whatever shit is on his jacket. <laughs> like nobody's, and it's five o'clock in the afternoon. Like this guy's sitting there watching, you know, I don't know, the, the local news. And he's in his full outfit. Nobody says, Michael, hey, we're all going to relax here a little bit. Why don't you put on a pair of you know, sweatpants? Put some and, jeans on you know, there, fella. Maybe a pair of Vans. Or a polo. Slip on a pair of Vans or something. Because we're in the middle of a neighborhood and people are looking. Because you, 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 you showed up here looking like a spaceman. If you man. didn't give his name, if you just laid that scene at oh, you Simi Valley. It. It's, it's hilarious. That sounds like mental illness to a T. Exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. This is a, this, I said this before on another podcast. It sounds like a glorified version of the show Baskets. Right. It's crazy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. If this is a nut. If this is any other person, I'm not Michael Jackson, and I said this before on the podcast, so I'm repeating myself, but if this is a plumber that you know from down the street, and he wears full-on captain suits and epaulets and says, hey, One can, glove. The, can the kid come over and sleep in the bed tonight uh, with me, because we're going to watch a movie, we're going to watch um, Batteries Not Included, and... Uh, 
and you go to, uh, you lock the guy up you're like police get over here right away this guy's we got a problem but he looks at the mom he's like i got a salon in the back room if you want to get and your they, hair done and that's what and that's what happened Ugh. like it was vip flights and vip everything and just it's just almost like sh- the moms were like the stepkids of the like that, i guess we got to bring well, your mom here's the thing which you, you probably don't you don't hear in the documentary which i could totally see it these moms if, if you i guarantee if you went back in their history they have a headshot from when they were 21 years old they wanted to be famous yeah. i know so many people like this they wanted to be famous and it didn't happen and it doesn't happen for a lot of people and somehow they were going to find a way into and once they got this taste through michael jackson first of all the one kid which i always get that taste was the the safe chuck kid is his mother got him into commercials very early on that's how he wound up meeting michael jackson he was and he was a very good looking kid like uh, in the, like, I mean, Michael Jackson had good taste. I mean, these were two good-looking children. But, and uh, and the kid is in the Pepsi commercial. I'm kidding, of course, you freaks. Uh, the, 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 the one kid uh, is in the Pepsi commercial, and his mother gets him in commercials, which is al- always a red flag. Mm-hmm. When the mother starts getting you into commercials at 9 and 10, I... Oh, and they I lived remember, in Simi Valley, Simi, which is like... Yeah. So, I mean, you're in the you're close enough to the business at that point. So I guess the, that's how it happened. He was walking through the grocery store and somebody goes, he should be... Which is so strange. Like, who would ever in a grocery store go up to a, a mother and its kid and go, your kid's gorgeous. He should be in commercials. Like, but anyway, maybe the times were different back then and he wound up being in commercials. And I guess doing very... The first... One of his first commercials was the Pepsi commercial. So, he moved along pretty quickly into the Michael Jackson affair, whatever, love affair they had. And they were fully like in love. They were like, they talk about it, which is so creepy as if they are an old couple, like as if they've been dating for years. This is a 14 year old boy and a 34 year old man. And they're talking about it. Like it's the kid is talking about it as if the, he was my boyfriend and it, it's just, well, anyway, and man, that's heavy. The whole thing is weird and, and strange and, you know, and that's it. So that you know, give it a give it a shot if you're interested in that sort of thing. And and whether, I mean, Michael Jackson comes on, you're gonna listen to it probably. I, I when does Michael Jackson come on though? Michael Jackson comes on if you're on a cruise. You know, they play it at the disco on the cruise ship. Like I don't I don't have Michael Jackson CDs anymore or whatever. I don't have a Michael Jackson Spotify list. I don't listen. To, it's been so, I feel like every Michael Jackson song has been played so much that it wouldn't be my go-to like, Hey, let's listen to Michael Jackson in the car ride to the grocery store. You know what I mean? So yeah. the only time I'm going to hear Michael Jackson is if it's some sort of DJ playing it at a, at a shitty wedding yeah. that, I have, that I have to attend. So, I mean, it's not much for me to, I know the other so thing if you're is, a DJ. Pull it out the old circulation. I, I wonder if people are pulling it out. Circ- I don't know. I don't know where people stand on. I feel like I've heard more like he these these kids are bullshitters than than he's a fucking pedophile. I feel like I've heard more of that than uh, the other thing. And, and and then I was trying to think as I'm watching it. I don't know this like because the one kid Wade Robson who's an Australian. Um, he was watching Michael Jackson in Australia when he was like three years old and, and mimicking his every move on television. And then he became like this, like a, almost this great dancer who wound up winning a contest. And that's how he wound up meeting Michael Jackson. He's only three, four years old at the time. I don't remember ever being that enamored by any celebrity. Um, like I, I, especially 
like I remember the Bay City Rollers when I, they were on Wonderama one time, which was like a local show in New York that we used to watch. And I remember they came on and sang, you know, of course, completely just- What was the song you played last week? Well, last week was uh, it was Convoy by uh, C.W. McCall. You want, you want me to keep some no, Bay City Rollers Bay City for you? Could you, well, the Bay City, yeah, could you please? Now, let me explain the Bay City Rollers. I think they were from, they were from Holland or something. They were like Dutch and they wore these wacky outfits and they came on this morning- now, for the Bay City Rolls, this must have been like, oh, my God, oh. what are we doing in some local shit? And I was probably, I was a kid, but I was. they sang a song called Saturday Night. S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y, night. Thank you. Here we go. Rock and roll, oh, so I gotta go Saturday night, Saturday night. It's the oh, jam. It's a pretty good song. Oh. So there's the Bay City Rollers. I was probably seven when I'm watching them on Wonderama, and I'm like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. They they are, basically, rollers are amazing. Uh, that was probably my one, like, uh, enamored by a, by a pop group at, at the time. And then even the village people. I remember the village people being another one where, you know, of course, back then we didn't know the gay thing. We did, and they were help. They were giving you a lot of hints. They were like, we're all dressed like, uh, you know, you can see, uh, you like can see nine nipples yeah, at any time. They were on we're stage. All dressed like not, we're dressed like fully gay characters and we're singing about being in the Navy and, uh, and at YMCA and like gay things. We're, we're gay. Yeah. And we're called the village people from Greenwich village. The people from Greenwich village. I didn't get it. I don't think my parents got gay it. people. Probably were like, oh, I, yeah, I think they, oh, they, they yeah. were loving it. But they were on like regular TV every, you know, on Mike Douglas show, which was another like, it was basically like a Johnny Carson type thing. And I used, and I remember like running home to God, watch the, to the Village people on the Mike Douglas show, and I thought it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. I didn't, they weren't gay to me. They were, it was just like, holy shit. I thought the construction worker guy was the most macho thing I'd ever seen in my life. Like I was, I almost, I, I was probably seven and I wanted to emulate that look. And I think I'm, I think still unconsciously I have in a weird way. I think that has been, you wear my, a lot of vests. I do know, but like I, I wear like a flat, like sunglasses and I, I feel like in, a, in, in an unconscious way, the, um, constr the electrician or whatever he was, construction worker from the village people was uh, my my fashion role model. And still, st thank God it wasn't the Indian chief because I'd look like a freak walking up and down the street with a big headdress on. Anyway. No, you get, you get reamed were, for that those were like Those were like the... the so, uh, but I don't know if I would have like bit... Like if I had won a contest to meet the Bay City roles of the village people, I'd be that into it. I'd be like, no, I'm good. Like they were fun to watch on Wonderama, but I don't need to meet the vill the, the Bay City Rollers uh, or you know the uh, the Village people. Uh, so uh, these guys like meeting Michael J and then being so excited to like hang out with them. I don't know if I've ever had that type of like thing for for famous people, whether it be musicians or actors. Like remember, even as a kid, weirdly enough, I was into Charlton Heston. A lot like uh, uh, Planet of the Apes, like in the seventies, he was like a, a Planet of the Apes and the Omega Man and Ben Hur and Ten Commandments. Like he was on our TV a ton, Charlton Heston. And we, so as kids, we were like kind of into him as an actor. But if he one day, like I won a contest to meet Charlton Heston, and Charlton Heston turned to me and goes, "Hey, do you mind if uh, Chris slept in my bed tonight?" I'm, no, no, I'd be like, no, you know, mom, mom, don't answer. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll take this one. No, Mr. Heston, I don't need to sleep in you. Are you sure, Mr. Chris? You don't want to sleep in Charlton Heston's bed tonight? 
I'm like, no, I think I'm good. I loved uh, Ben Hur. You're amazing, but I don't need to sleep in your bed. It feels weird because you know you're fifty and I'm uh, I'm now, seven. Now Charlton Heston walks in and he's dressed just like the construction worker from the village <laughs> well, people. No, no, I was. <laughs> yeah, well now you now I'm sleeping with him. But and he's he, got a theme park. You, uh, yeah, I guess Charlton Heston have a theme park and all of it. But I'm trying to. I was trying to like put my head around like. Who would I be like enamored by to the point where I'd be so excited to like go to their room and stuff? Like nobody, like I, I, I even like adults that I knew in life, like not outside of celebrity. I had no, there were no adults that I was like, God, I gotta go hang out with that adult person. Not even my like uncles and aunts and stuff. I, I mean, I like them; they were good people. But I, after like Christmas, I didn't need to go hang out with them socially. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I don't know. It, it, the whole thing's just strange. Check it out. Let's move on to some other- Very easy segue available Let, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move on to some other topics. I, if, right? You know, if you guys have seen it and watched it, I know many of you have, and go on all the pages and, and, and talk about it, and, you know, on, on the cover-to-cover -cover Facebook page, and- and we'll discuss it. I know some of you, you know, are, are still Michael Jackson, you know, hardcore believers. So that's fine. That's okay by by me. Do what you got to do. Uh, another thing, another big story that came out today. Oh, let me just run run by a few dates while we're uh, at it. Let's, you know, why not go from Michael Jackson right in? Hey, you want to meet a big celebrity, kids? You kids want to meet a big celebrity who won't who won't sleep with you in your bed and give you popcorn? You could meet me at Hyenas in Plano, Texas. Plano, Texas. I love. To, it'll be uh, uh, March fourteenth through the sixteenth. It's a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, fourteenth through the sixteenth. Then I take my shit internationally and I head up to the Comedy Cave in Calgary, which I saw a thing yesterday on the news. Calgary was so cold, some guy's fork actually froze while he was eating noodles. Did you see this? Mm -mm. He was eating noodles or whatever, and the noodles froze while he was taking them to his mouth with the fork in it. So he just like left his hand, pulled his hand away, and the fork was stuck in the noodles. That's how cold Calgary was. Not stopping me from going there. Uh, March 19th to the 23rd, I'll be at the Comedy Cave in Calgary. So any of you Canadians from Calgary, please come because that could be a lonely week because I'm there for like from Tuesday to like Sunday. So In the cold. And, and I've been there before and it's, yeah, you don't go out, you sit, please come to that. And Plano, Texas. Okay. Next big story that's been all over the news the last couple of days, at least uh, as of this morning and last night. A second person has been... Um, cured, they believe, of uh, HIV. A London patient appears to become the second person ever cured of AIDS. The man who had a bone marrow transplant in 2016 stopped taking uh, antiviral drugs 18 months ago shows no signs of the infection. And it was a stem cell thing, which a lot of people fighting against stem cells. They don't want stem cells. It's a, you know, Christian, you're playing God, whatever. I don't know the whole, I, I'm not a doctor. I don't know much about it. But this is the second person who they say is now cured. Uh, this is going to sound stupid, but isn't Magic Johnson one of the people who's pretty much, I mean, I guess he still has the HIV virus in him. These people, now the HIV virus is gone from them, but I mean, Magic Johnson seems to be cured of HIV. Not, I don't know if it was a different strain or whatever Magic Johnson had, but uh, it, it, it's amazing. It, this is groundbreaking shit. I know it's boring to talk about. It's much, much more interesting to talk about, you know, uh, Michael Jackson, but this is crazy shit that this man now, because it, it, 
this is, and the other guy was in 2007. Uh, he was in Berlin. He was an American who moved to Germany, Timothy Ray Brown, to get this done. Uh, and then now he, he, he also underwent a similar procedure in 2007 and is still HIV free, uh, whatever, how many years later, 12 years later. And then immediately once he was HIV free, moved to Palm Springs <laughs> because he's <laughs> like, well, fuck it now. Now I can go have some fun. And he lives in Palm Springs uh, as most, as you should, if you, you know, beat the HIV virus, go to Palm Springs and have yourself a good time. It's a great city. And if you're a gay man, it can really be a fun town. So that's, that's just craziness. And it's an interesting story. And I'll tie it into things that we all care about. He, this guy, whoever... However, I, it's probably one doctor who works with many other doctors, but let's say it was one doctor. I, I'm looking at this article and it doesn't really say, uh, well, the doctor it, it, that they mentioned in this is Ravindra Gupta. I don't know if he's the only one who, who did it. He was, on, he, was on the, uh, he was on the treatment team, so there's probably many of them. Let's make Ravindra Gupta the next bachelor. You want to make some, we sh somebody we should be holding up to a higher level in life should be Ravinje Gupta, who came up with the uh, stem cell cure to HIV for this guy. I don't know if it's a full cure yet, but it's a step in the right direction. Instead of the stupid fucking virgin football player who I guess last night, uh, I watched The Bachelor last night for five, I've never watched The Bachelor episode in my life. I tried to watch it for five minutes last night. I find it so bizarre that he runs from like, like there was three, I think there was three girls were left last night, all attractive girls. And he just runs from like fucking them to fuck. Or I guess in his case, he's not fucking them, but he's, he runs from like room to room and just makes out with like them kind of right in front of each other, which I found so strange. I know it's all been off for 25 seasons and you guys all know how it works, but I, it was new to me. And I was, uh, I, I, I was kind of watching it as a palate cleanser from the, a horrendousness of, of the Michael Jackson shit, but that I was almost as creepy. I'm like, he's just like fucking making out with all these girls who the one, I love you. Then he goes down the beach. I love you. Then he goes down the beach. I love you. And he just fuck makes out with all of them. He's a virgin. It, so <laughs> they say story. he's a virgin. It gets, he's he's like, like, show me your ass. I guess he was like a fourth string NFL player. I never heard of him. And I follow football pretty closely. And, and I don't know if he's still, I don't think he's currently playing football and he, you know, he's a good looking guy. But uh, he he gets these girls, and he's the bachelor. So everybody's like fucking going crazy for Colton. Um, and I guess he ran off at one point. I don't know why, so I'm jumping a fence. I don't really know why he ran off. I know you people will tell me uh, and be angry at me for not knowing. How dare you don't know why Colton ran off? He was scared of the girl's pussy, and he ran from it. Uh, so... <laughs> That's how that works, I guess. But let's make <laughs> the next Bachelor, Gupta, the guy who, because, and I know the girls will, will like get out of the limo and I don't know what Gupta looks like, but I guess he doesn't look like a, you know, a gorgeous uh, football player like Colton. But let's make a fucking doctor nerd the next Bachelor. So when all the girls get out of the limo, they're like, oh, okay. Oh, so this is him? And then they look around like, are we on the wrong show? Because I thought it was going to be like a real handsome, chiseled guy from, you know, like a football player or somebody gorgeous. But it's this guy, Gupta, who works for... Now, what do you do, Gupta? Oh, me, I work for the AIDS. I got the root of the AIDS. Oh, that's amazing, Gupta. Um, 
What else do you? Yeah, he's okay. Alex just pulled up a picture of Gupta. Honestly, not a bad looking guy. It could be way worse. Yeah, it could be way worse. But he <laughs> looks exactly like what you would think he he would look like. Uh, he looks like the kind of guy that when you get out of the car, you're like, oh, he's rich. But How'd he'd be he a perfectly here? good bachelor. Yeah, yeah. He, that's not a bad bachelor actually. Yeah. That'd be a pretty good. He's probably boring as shit. He's gonna sit there and talk to. Would you give this girl? Probably the, also never had sex. So would, would you give this girl the rose? Before I give her the rose, I'd like to tell her about something that I'm doing: splitting atoms. And I'm going to give these atoms to a bunch of uh, HIV positive friends and I'm going to cure. No, here's the show. HIV, uh, you got a bunch of people trying to win a vaccination. No, yeah. The stakes are high. They probably have done it. They probably Uh, have done it. It's probably already been out there. It's on Prime right now. Yeah, it's probably on one of those channels. Uh, So that's that's another crazy story. And, you know, check it out. And it's pretty wild. And like I said, I know. The other thing I want to talk about now, because I've been trying to make uh, Cover to Cover a little more interesting and not talk about Colton, which I, listen, I find Colton interesting too. This stuff interests me. It really does. But uh, I buy a magazine called Scientific American. Because I think, hey, you know, let me let me thumb through this, and I could probably come up with some interesting topics to discuss. And uh, in Scientific American, there's a there's a, a big article on uh, these anthropologists who are trying to figure out ways now to protect these indigenous groups and tribes that are living along the uh, Amazon River in Colombia and Peru and many other places in the world, some Thailand, some other places that have never seen the outside world. They, lit, they, they spot them from, you know, drones and helicopters and stuff, and they've never spoken to a person outside of their own people, and they live off the grid, no anything, no nothing, indigenous to whatever country they're from. And now as the world spreads, and in, in this case, it, these people are in Colombia, and these drug uh, cartels are like going through these jungles and like killing them because they're, they're making the cocaine in these Colombian jungles. Um so they're, they're trying to figure out how to like move them without like meeting them and or, or giving them our fucking diseases and shit. I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, which I thought was like the greatest story ever. There was a guy, you know, a Christian guy. He was going to, he was a 27 year old Christian guy. I forget his name. And he was, he, there was one of these tribes in Senegal, uh, which is I, 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 Senegal, I believe it was, or I could be wrong on, on the, on the country, but it's a country that, these people had never been, you know, visited by any other human being other than them. So they, uh, this guy made several attempts to try and bring Christianity to them, like on a boat. He was like, Hey, I'm out here. I'm going to show you guys the way to live Christianity. And, uh, they basically, you know, shot arrows at him saying they didn't speak, but they're like, we don't, we don't want it. Stay there. We don't want it. So, there's a very interesting article about how, how they, they're trying to figure out how to help these people, you know, and the other thing that was weird is they do send one person from their tribe. Now they, they don't speak to anybody or see anybody or have, but they do send one person from their tribe every like couple of months to a city in Peru or, or Colombia to get like supplies. So they showed pictures of these people and I'm like, oh, this is going to be crazy against these people who you've never, never lived in the outside world. And they show a picture and they thought one kid's wearing a Guns N' Roses t-shirt. I'm like, what? Where do you get that? <laughs> you know? like, oh, because they go and they get pick up clothes for them. So they have a soccer ball and they're in short. I mean, they look like they were in Glendale. 
So I was like, oh, well, I thought they were going to have like plates in their lips and shit. But uh, and it's fast. I thought it was fascinating. Fast. Like sometimes I'm a little jealous of sometimes when I when I watch things like Colton jumping the fence and the Michael Jackson documentary, I think to myself, wouldn't it be great to just live in the middle of the jungle in the Amazon and not know anything about any of this shit? Like it seems to be. And if these people do start to come into society, I would like them to be covered to cover listeners. I'd like to throw that out there now to any of you people living on the Amazon and not knowing anything about the outside world. The only podcast these people listen to should be listening to is cover to cover. You'll learn your news in a ridiculous manner. Um, very, very little facts, but very strong opinions is the way we do our news here at cover to cover. We have strong opinions, zero facts. That's cover to cover. Okay. It's very similar to the regular news, actually. <laughs> yeah, so. So yeah in, in a way it is. In a way it is. Uh, a little, so did they propose, a, do, is there an idea on how to move them, or is that just like, uh, we'll talk about fixing the problem? It, it's difficult because, you know, I guess they get, they're, you know, they can't get these diseases. Once they get any diseases that-, that Wipes the whole I, thing. Like we, I guess all, people who are from, you know, areas that are, that are what do they call them? You know, like a, 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 where we where Me- we live. Metropolises. Yeah. I mean, we are fucking full of diseases. Like back in the, you know, the Spanish people, that's how you killed entire races of people. When the Spaniards came to Mexico and America, they killed the Aztecs and that movie that Mel Gibson did, uh, what was that called? It was changed. In the, I have no idea. The Patriot? No. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the Patriot. <laughs> yeah, it was the Patriot. No, Me- Me- Mephisto or whatever. Uh-huh. Anyway, it's about these people running from the... Sp- but the Spaniards basically killed their diseases, killed entire countries, uh, uh, races of people. I learned it watching John Leguizamo's one-man show on Netflix, which I found very interesting, as oh. a matter of fact, called uh, uh, Spanish History for Stupid People. Uh, and it was excellent. John Logosama, check that out on Netflix if you're interested in these sort of dumb things that I talk about. To get Pete Davidson is going out full on with that girl, that really pretty actress who's 48 or something. Pete I saw Davidson's. the memes of them yeah, kissing. They yeah, they were kissing. They were making out at a Ranger game. It's like Beckinsale, is that right? Beckinsale, Kate Beckinsale, yes. And, uh, Okay, good for him, I guess. You know, he's. A, I people say he's ugly, but I don't find him ugly. I, I see the attraction to him. He's got kind of like a, you know, he's an odd looking guy, but in an attractive way. He's like lean and thin and got like big lips, and you know, I get it. I, I see the attraction to the guy. He's funny. Uh, Kate Beckinsale, I think is forty eight. I read yesterday, so 22, 32, 42. So that's that's basically that's bigger than the difference between. Um, Wade Robson and Michael Jackson. At the t- you know what I mean? But I guess it's just about perspective. You know, it's it's weird when it's one guy's 34 and the other guy's seven. But if you went and did 22 to 50, it's not that weird anymore. You know, so let's all calm down, everybody, and let Michael Jackson enjoy his life and look at the buttholes of little children. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, that was my one take. Uh, my one takeaway is how so, am I, so I going to make this shit funny? That was what I was, yeah. as, as I'm watching it, I'm like, I mean, I have to kind of try to make Full it circle. a little bit funny here because it's, 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 it's crazy shit, but. Uh, the other story that uh, if we're sticking, you know, with, with the cover to cover theme and just going cover to cover is an interesting article in today's post about, about how a lot of these, um, very high end, uh, fashion houses, uh, Gucci and, uh, Katy Perry has a line, the Prada, uh, Burberry, they all 
within a lot has happened in the last two months have been um, taken out by by ridiculous racist clothing that they've made. I don't know if you saw the Prada turtleneck. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard, yeah, I've they, heard of it. I haven't seen. Yeah, it so they had basically a couple months ago. There was a Prada turtleneck that was uh, you, you you lifted it up over your face, over your nose, and it looks a black. So it was black. And it had just like big lips that would go around your mouth. Your mouth was, you know, almost like a ski mask kind of thing, like a half a ski mask. And it just, it looked like blackface. It, it, it did. It looked like they were making fun of, like, there was a big, it looked like Al Jolson when you pulled it up high. It was like big red lips on a, it's ridiculous. So it was, that was Prada. Then I've, I think it was Burberry or, this is like a week later. They come out with a, with a hooded sweatshirt. Down the runways. Now, this is not a hooded sweatshirt they buy at Target. This is, like a, you know, it's $4,000 hooded sweatshirt. But it has a noose on it. Look, there's a picture of it right there. Ooh. It's got a noose on it uh, around the neck of the, mm. uh, the it, I think they called it the Smollett. <laughs> Just kidding. Because remember, he had the noose. Remember that guy? Remember that whole fucking story? <laughs> we, I stopped, we all stopped talking about it real quickly once we realized it was bullshit. But let's not. And then Katy Perry has a line of shoes. I don't know who she's doing her work with. Uh, that also has kind of a black face look to it. It's got two eyes and a nose. Um, that one, I know, it looks just like a face. I don't really get that one. I think we're getting a little crazy here. And then, of course, Prada has a purse with a little monkey on it where they say that, you know, that's racist. But it actually just looks like a monkey. It's, it, so there was, that, it is pretty strange, all these things that... Uh, and then, then I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, one of the, one of the really high... I don't know, one of the Dolce & Gabbana's on one of them was like real... They have video of him like drunk in Paris, like screaming about Nazis and he's a Nazi and he's going on a kind of, I, I, I want to say it was one of the Dolce & Gabbana guys, but I could be wrong. I don't know if I should look it up, but he's screaming about all sorts of crazy racist shit, drunk, does it twice. There's two videos of it on YouTube somewhere. Check that out. Uh, how are we doing on time, Alex? We are <clears throat> at about- A little more breaking news, a little more breaking news uh, in the world of Twitter. If you don't mind me talking for about Twitter for a little bit, uh, in the world of Twitter, <clears throat> we have uh, some breaking news. Caitlyn um, Jenner just tweeted, Caitlyn just tweeted uh, seconds ago about uh, the weather here in Los Angeles, which has been very nice. And uh, she's excited because it's been raining a lot. And because of the rain, we're getting a lot of uh, flowers and foliage that we hadn't, uh, that we hadn't you know, that we don't normally get here in, in, in California. So Caitlin's in Malibu and, uh, he is, he is, I'm, I'm trying to look it up now. <laughs> Shit. How do you spell Caitlin? Hang on everybody. Hang on. Okay. Oh, here it is. Okay. Here's his, the latest tweet. Okay. Here's what he says. Uh, to, no, that's not, that's not the one that was just reading. I had a great time distributing Caitlin's donating. Oh, he's he tells a lot of retweets. Uh, okay. Where is it? Son of a bitch. It's all fucking retweets. Help make a, a life ride. Caitlyn Jenner. Now. Oh my God. Look at that picture. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's Caitlyn looking real big, real big in a, in a, in a, in a, sh in a shoulderless gown. Looking like a linebacker. Looking jacked. Yeah, real jacked. Shredded. Yeah. Thank you to all who helped defeat the bathroom bill in Texas. The country's got it back. Finally, some good news for the trans community. Thank you. Um, oh, I can't find it. I just read it this morning. You're welcome. Love to you, too. He just, he just retweets shit. Uh, anyway, I can't find it. 
Uh, I wanted to I wanted to read the tweet in Caitlin voice, but I can't find it. Anyway, let's kind of. Uh, what was the gist uh, of the it? gist of he was looking at um, love and support to Travis and Kylie are so talented. Oh, the Grammys. That Grammy? How long how long ago was that? Oh, he's. I must be looking at an old. This must be a fake Twitter account. I'm looking at Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, anyway. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish every every show by uh, by doing this now. I've decided because I just want to you know kind of give the difference between the world I grew up in. We now I'm gonna end every episode like I said with <clears throat> the fact that you know I like doing the song. I've been looking up songs from the '70s and what was number one each week that we are uh, doing the podcast, and I find it fascinating <laughs> this how much how different I know. Listen, world changes. If you look up songs from the 50s, they're different than songs from the 70s. So here, Alex now has it uh, queued up. Uh, number one song in America currently is, uh, last week we had Ariana Grande, Seven, seven, seven Rings. Seven Rings. <clears throat> and now it's a song by Halsey. Halsey. Yeah, Halsey, Without Me. Without Me. Is that, a, is that a, her name? Halsey? Halsey? She's a w- woman, uh, and she's pretty good. I like her stuff. I've heard a few things. Saw on Saturday Night Live. Uh, let's hear it. Let's hear Halsey's Without You, what's it called? Okay. Not bad. I, I like that song. Ooh. Okay. This actually does sound a little different than some most of the stuff you hear. She's kind of got. She sounds a little like a Lord from a few years ago. Oh, that's good. I yeah. Like it. yeah. Okay, now people, you guys, people know this song. This would be something like you guys, if you listen to like pop radio, like one hundred two point seven W, blah blah blah. This is going out to Halsey. Halsey plays like the Jingle Ball and stuff. This is pop music. Okay, not bad. Pretty good, Halsey. Nice work. Here's the number one song. In 1975, this week in 1975, went on to become an absolute enormous hit. Number, biggest song of the year in 1975. And it shows you how different things were. Because basically a guy saying, listen, everybody, I'm dying. And I want you to know that you're probably sad that I'm dying because I'm your friend and I'm your brother and I'm your and I'm your father and your uncle. But uh, I want you all to know that dying's not bad. This is a song that we, you know, number one hit. We used to get up and dance, everybody, because this is a song about dying from Terry Jacks. It was, uh, Seasons in the Sun. Goodbye, everyone. We've known each other since we were nine. We've known each other since we were nine or ten. But now I'm dying. We've done a lot. We've climbed trees and hills. We've had joy. We learned to Goodbye, my friend. It's hard to die. But we have. I have to go. I'm dying, and I wanted to let you know. I have uh, HIV, and I'm dying, and I wasn't able to get these stem cells because the Christians wouldn't let me. So um, I have to say goodbye to my family and friends. Go out and dance and have fun, everybody. It's Terry Jack talking about death. Now, he says goodbye to each each verse is him saying goodbye to another family member. Like, that's, that's him saying goodbye to a friend. Goodbye, Papa. Good, goodbye, Papa. Goodbye, Papa. Papa, pray for me. I was a black sheep, Papa. And you probably didn't like me because I was a black sheep. And now I'm dying. I hope you're happy. 
uh, that you treated me like shit. Too much song, wonder how Goodbye. Goodbye, Papa. Goodbye, Papa. Papa, it's hard to die. Hope everyone's having fun out there. You guys are enjoying yourself on the dance floor? He just said goodbye to his Papa. The black sheep of the family is dying. Hope everyone's having fun. Get out there and find yourself a lady or a gentleman. Find a gentleman like Papa. I won't know Papa anymore because I'm dying. Okay. Oh, my God. That's so fun for me to play. Did you, are you familiar with that song? I am not. I don't know that I one I forgot at all. how good it was. A Terry Jacks was his name. Uh, I'm usually really good with I, old music, and that's... <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Terry it. Jacks. Um, Seasons in the Sun. A classic. Biggest song of the year in 1975. And a Halsey's. Uh, that's, a, that's the number one song in America without, currently. Without me. And not a bad song at all. So, uh, one more quick thing before we go. Luke Perry. Uh, I don't. I didn't know Luke Perry. I didn't watch nine hundred two one zero. It was. I was a little older uh, for that. I, I know it really affected people's lives, and but it was sad. I have to say, when I read it yesterday, uh, I was like, "Wow, that's." He seemed like a nice guy, and it seemed it's sad. And I have to say, we are the same age, so that was a little shocking. He's fifty two. I'm fifty two, and uh, so yeah. A, a good, good. Rest in peace, Luke Perry. You seemed like a sweet guy, and uh, you know, did some good work over the years. I remember the bull riding movie that you did. I think it was called Eight Seconds. I watched that, uh, and I and I liked you. I liked it. I liked you. I liked your look. I liked your haircut in Nine Hundred Two One Zero. I think I might have emulated your look once or twice. And uh, and and rest in peace. I hope you you know to you and your family, Luke Perry. Thank you all for listening. Goodbye, Papa. It's hard to die. Good night. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.